0: Hello and welcome to an extra special edition of Swing Talks. Uh, This is one of the last three of the year. This is the first. There are two others left, and they will be debuting in October after... Well, one after some developments. The other might debut October-ish, November-ish, considering if uh, a certain thing of that comes out. But we got... A series to talk about now, much like all bonus episodes, this is a semi-retrospective, semi-review, and the review will be in the thing. But man, when, when I, when I heard, when I wanted to do the bonus episodes this year, I was really excited because I didn't know what to pick. And when I eventually chose, which yes i chose all six of these immediately because of reasons but i am very excited to talk about this one this was sort of a big thing in my childhood this had a impact that spanned generations and well it's four words actually four big words that made a franchise that made me love it as a kid. I remember it when I actually was a kid. Exactly. Those four words, the beat, the intonation, it was something that my mom really liked and it was the greatest thing ever. I remember my entire history with it: getting the toy, getting a toy of it for Christmas, and extremely getting a toy for Christmas, and actually getting it for myself. Getting one of the books of it of a character, listening to it. This is one of the greatest franchises you will ever see. And man, I remember the entire plot of it, its characters, its world. I. Th- felt it. And now, with a new movie on the horizon, we're going to talk about it. This is the story of four brothers of a certain age, of a certain species, of a certain way they were changed, fighting to save the saves of New York, and saving the day and beating up enemies. But what was it? Well, hit it! One, two, one, two, three, four. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Here we go. No. They're the world's most fearsome fighting teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. They're heroes in a half shell. And they're green teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. When the evil Shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't come no slack. Uh, t- mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Turtles counted on 3, 4, Turtles Mutant Chain reaction, Turtles living underground Turtles, ninjutsu action, are- Turtles is a shell of a town 1, 2, Turtles counted on 1, by the code of the martial arts 2, never fight unless Someone else starts. 3, always stick together no matter what 4 falls, fails, then it's time to get nuts dun, dun, dun. I love I love being a, I love being, I love being a turtle you Ninja Turtles, no 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a half shell, turtle power, here we go with the lean green ninja team, <laughs> on the scene, green teens doing ninja things, so extreme nose sort of like laser beams, get rocked to the shell shock, pizza kings. Can't stop these radical dudes, the secret of the ooze made the chosen few emerge from the shadows to make them. The good guys win and the bad guys lose. Uh then there's like a rap about the other trolls, but uh Teen Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ninja, Hit- Ninja Turtles, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. heroes in a half shell turtle rising up against still paint paint say green. Rabbers ready for a fight. Leo's making a scene right now mike has got med skills, Donnie rocks machines with each over their destiny and rise. Oh rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, for this bonus episode of Swing Talks, we'll be talking about the lean, mean, green ninja team, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So before that, we need to start at the beginning with its first issue and its history. Our story starts with two men, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Kevin Eastman was born in 1962 in Maine, and Laird was born in 1954 in Massachusetts. They met after an incident where Eastman was trying to become a big comic artist and eventually through an underground magazine met Laird eventually moved to New Hampshire in 1983 to work on comics together and eventually found their studio called Mirage Comics. In November of 1983, Eastman drew a singular image after thinking of a new idea. Inadvertently, it was an image of a turtle with nun, with a bandana and nunchucks tracked to his arm. Shown in my documents, the drawing in question, which got sold for only two million in 2014. Eastman, Laird eventually drew a second version of this more Frank Miller style. And it was sort of the same idea. Eventually they started drawing all four turtles. And the idea of the name that they came with stuck. Eastman named the drawing East, but they needed a towel for the comic. Eastman thought of the name Ninja Turtle, Ninja Turtles, but Laird had the idea Teenage Mutant to make it a bit more funny. After laughing off their idea, they decided to release a comic in 1984. Here is a summarization of the actual comic. Ahem. Leonardo, Don, we meet four young turtles. We will say their names later. Their names are Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. They sort of mesh together. Leo is, to differentiate them, Leo is the one with the swords. Mikey is the one with the nunchucks. Donatello is the one with the staff. And Raphael's the one with the size. The four turtles are beating up the purple dragon gang as their last test of becoming superheroes. Inadvertently, they have to deal with... You know, they go back to their master splinter, who tells them the backstory of their origin. And they now have to deal with the bigger threat. An evil man known as Orokusaki, also known as the Shredder inadvertently the turtles eventually beat the Shredder and that's the end of the first issue. Shredder is dead and gone, which man, that's the end of a story. Huh? I don't know what to say. Eventually this comic was going to be like a small selling. They thought it would sell about a million units, but it went beyond that, like a bunch more units, than was previously sold. I can't remember the exact number, but they eventually started making more issues. Eventually in around the 1980s, people were trying to make ideas to get into Ninja Turtles. But one man came and allowed, came named Mark Friedman who allowed Eastman and Laird to keep the rights to the Turtles while also differentiating them. There were a lot of changes. Those being the other three turtles, except for Wrath. The turtles, except for Wrath, had to have different color bandanas. Leo had blue and was more of a leader, strong, stoic leader type. Donatello got purple and was more of a tech bro. That sort of was a plot convenience most of the time. Michelangelo got orange and was a bit of a chillax, hip dude. And Raph, well, he kept the bandana red and was a bit of a headstrong, heavy man. Eventually, the Teenage Mutant Ninja were created and made. With the help of Playmate's toys, which initially the trolls had tails, but they had to take off the tails. During the time with Playmate, the following were made a TV series that was toned down from the original series with the help of Fred from the comic with the help of Fred will productions that was initially animated by Rankin Bass for the first five episodes, but for the full series was animated by Toei. Ah, they're back again and it won't be the last. A comic based on the series by Archie comics toys by playmates themselves, video games by Konami, with the most iconic ones being the arcade game and *Turtles in Time* and also *Tournament Fighters*. Three of *Actionville*, the first two being done by Jim Henson's Creature Shop. The first one was more accurate to the comic, and the second one was more accurate to the show. A third one was Shin, did really well and was made for Japanese markets. Then a stage musical slash album called *Coming Out of Their Shells* and a and other stuff like it, like *Turtles* bust out the tunes and. What was the other one? Uh, we wish you a very merry turtle Christmas. They weren't very good. An OVA slash manga adaptation called Superman Legend and a Tokusatsu series that was really bad by Saban after the movie called The Next Mutation. Eventually Eastman and Laird had a bit of a split up of falling out of their friendship, which they're still friends to this day, but mild friends, which led to Eastman selling the rights of TMNT to Laird in 2000. The short answer of what happened after that was the following 2003 ACE team and T series by four kids, the infamous dub studio behind the Pokemon anime Kirby, right back at Sonic X and the one piece anime. Also, they did a major and I mean, we're going to do Precure was made with the help of Laird's involvement. There was an attempt before this in CGI of a CG of a turtle CGI movie, but it didn't work well, but it's important for later. Also, they crossed over with the A series and original comics in 2009 in *Turtles Forever*. Second of this was in 2007 with a TMNT CGI a movie made by Imagin, the, the studio that only made this in the infamous Astro Boy movie. Not very good. Also, there's a game based off the movie where they cross over with the Rabbits. Yeah. Eventually, after all of this trouble in the early 2000s, for the anniversary of TMNT. Laird sold TMNT to Vicom, aka Nickelodeon. Sadly, this and this might have been a good thing because there were gonna be other TMNT project captors, including a movie that was gonna be very, very much where the wild things are inspired, but nothing came out of it. But currently, under their time of working Nickelodeon working with TMNT, there's the following. Most of these are like recently announced stuff that I had to put in this, so. In 2011, IDW made a new comic series. Nickelodeon and IDW made a new comic series with Eastman's involvement. They had crossovers with The X-Files, Ghostbusters. Even before that, there's Kirk Olosagi, called o- and Miyamoto Sagi. We'll get to that. Batman, Power Rangers, Stranger Things, and Street Fighter. Also, there was a SpongeBob movie-esque finale called The Last Ronin, which is an alternate timeline version of Michelangelo. We'll get to that. Eventually, there was a spin-off called Lost Years and a sequel coming soon called Re-Evolution. In 2012, there was a CGI series that fell akin to the original Teen Titans and did return the 80s series to have their actual voice actors and did also cross with the Mirage comics where those characters were silent. Two movies made by Michael Bay. In 2014, there was one that was not very notable, but it was just a weird origin movie. And then Out of the Shows, which the only good parts were that we finally got to see the Ultraman and Bebop and Rockstar on screen, but also there's a scene where Don Tell jumps out of plane, which is really good and funny. Also, there's a reboot on the way by Colin and Casey Jost. We don't know when that's coming out. Along with that, constant promotion of the 80s series. Hmm. Which led to them getting the rights to Era, Nickelodeon, Paramount Plus, and all of their other Paramount stuff. 14 years after getting the rights for the franchise. Wow, that's a problem. In 2018, there was a crossover. There was a new series called Rise of the TMND, which had a lot of changes to the original source material and is more akin to a series like DuckTales 2017, where there's a lot of new villains taking place of old villains and is very much a lot lot less old villains by iconic characters. It got ran the ground in Invaders' in, but eventually had a movie on Netflix in 2022. Along with that, some video game stuff. For example, there were some crossovers with Game Mills Nick games like Nickelodeon Kart Racers and Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. And eventually, the best one out of these is Shredder's Revenge, a new video game by former Scott Pilgrim vs. the world, the game devs, which made tribute games, and Streets of Rage and the Streets of Rage 4 devs.emu. It's currently have a DLC called Dimensional Shell Shock with some characters that might be added. So far, they've announced uh, Miyamoto Usagi as a character. And eventually, the big thing out of all of this, finally, a new TMNT movie that debuted this year as of writing it called TMNT Mutant Mayhem by famous actor Seth Rogen and ex-Gravity Falls writer Jeff Rowe. This will also be getting a sequel and a Paramount Plus series titled Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, to start this, we're going to go through some of the bigger points of this, and the first of these is the cast of characters. First, the heroes. Uh, initially for these, if this was fully, yeah, there was an entire montage of clips from the uh, <laughs> openings, but this is very much a freeform recording, so uh, if I do edit and post, I will do that, but... Free formatting. Okay, first we have Leonardo, the blue one, the blue leader. He's and wielder of the katana. in Rise and Odachi. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot about Rise's changes. He's a very stoic type leader and very much likes to follow the rules. Half the time he's mostly very bland in some adaptations, but if you get some stuff like Mutant Mayhem, which is very relatable of Leonardo wanting to get babes and Rise where Leonardo's just funny Ben Schwartz character. You get some bare stuff with them. So also with these is noble VAs, which I've also done a bunch of these as well. So let's go through notable VAs for Leonardo include Cam Clark, voice actor for who did Liquid Snake, Snoopy, Corrin, and a couple other characters. Dan Green, voice of Yu Gi Oh! voice of Knuckles and Yu Gi Oh! Yugi from Yu Gi Oh! Brian Tochi, a an Asian actor who's mostly been known for live action stuff in the 1990 series of oh, '97. Um, Daiki Nakamura, presumably legend, Daiki Nakamura, the same voice actor as gyne from Mike gyne Expectation, he was voiced by Michael Dobson. One of the voices for Starscream and Tony Oliver, one of the voices for Lupin the Third. The Zone three series, he was voiced by Michael Sterniklas, who was the voice of one of the Venture Brothers, Dean. For 2003 Mirage, he was voiced by Jason Griffith, mostly known for Shao the Hedgehog. 2007, he was voiced by James Arnold Taylor, mostly known for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And with the I.E.W. one he was voiced by Nolan North, who was mainly known for Deadpool and Fallout and um, uh, Deadpool and The Last of Us. No, Troy Becker was The Last of Us, but he was known for a lot of big stuff. 2012, he was voiced by three of guys, Jason Biggs, Dominic Cantrabone, And Seth Green, the, uh, the guy who created Robot Chicken. 2014, he was voiced by Jackass's Johnny Knoxville and was Mo Captain voice acting in both movies by Pete Plazic. And Rise, he was done by actor Ben Schwartz. members vs. TMNT. We'll get to him later, but it's Eric Bauza from TMNT. And Mutant Mayhem, Nicholas Cantu, the voice of Gumball from The Amazing World of Gumball. Then we have Raphael. Raphael's the one with who keeps her up and down from the comics. He's very much a bit of a hothead and he's very strong. He's a wielder of Psy. Or in Rise, he's a wielder of Tonfa. He also has a big rivalry with Leo most of the time. In 1987, his voice actors included Yakko Warner, actor Rob Paulson. I'm going to call his actor Rob Paulson. Michael Gook. Who I never heard of before, but he's been uh, the voice of Gopher from uh Disney's uh from Kingdom Hearts, and he's done some other stuff. Hal Rail, who's done some other like voice actors, Tom Pinto, who voiced Race Bannon in some series and Sebastian Arclius In 1990, he was voiced by three different actors, Josh Pice, Lori Faso, and Tim Keller. In Superman Legend, he was voiced by Hiroyuki Shibamoto. In Expectation, he was voiced by Ed Actor from Ed and Eddie, Matt Hill. In 2003, he was voiced by Greg Abbey in the Mirage series, he was voiced by Goku actor, Sean Schimmel in 2007, it was voiced by Nolan North. Nolan North is going to be mentioned a lot with certain characters. In 2012, he was voiced by in IDW He was voiced by Mick Winger by Poe actor, Mick Winger in 2012, I was trying to say that. 2014, he was voiced by Alan Richson. In Rise, he was voiced by CSI actor Omar Benson Miller. Mountain vs. TMNT was voiced by Darren Chris, who did do Raph before in. Who was an internet celebrity who did do Raph before in a TMNT short. Immune Mayhem, he's voiced by Daredevil Everyone Be Kids, Brady Noon. Then we have Donatello, the purple tech head. The purple tech head. He is a wielder of the Bo staff, which is the only turtle who keeps his weapon in Rise because autism. Because he's autistic in Rise, but also he's a But also they made him a weeb in Mune Mayhem, which is cool. Also, in Mune Mayhem, they'll mention Attack on Titan a lot. Yeah. He's one that's the inventor of a lot of weird random inventions that the turtles use, and the turtles kind of hate him for it, even though they're like destructive. Then we have his voice actors. Donatello's voice actors include Barry Gordon, who's done a lot of, who's, hasn't done a lot, but is mostly known for Donatello being the voice of Donatello. Greg Berg, who is baby Fozzie for some reason, and Anthony Sarleno. In 1990, he was voiced by Corey Feldman who eventually also did Slash in a different TMNT movie. And he was in 1993 and then Adam Carl, who I don't know what he did for this. In Superman Legend, he was voiced by Hidenari Ugaki, who was the voice of Goro Majima. Hmm. In Next Mutation, he was voiced by Jason Gray Stanford, who was the voice of Raditz from Dragon Ball. In 2003, he was voiced by Sam Regal, who did Teddy and persona and Phoenix, Wright And with IDW Who's voiced by Gavin Hammond, who is sort of an obscure actor and has played some stuff in fire emblem and some other games. 2012 he was voiced by again, Rob Paulson. So that's a bit of a double up 2014. he was voiced by jeremy howard actor jeremy howard and rise He was voiced by josh brenner who was in ducktales 2017. yeah this shares a lot of voice actors with ducktales 2017. rise does and batman versus tnt he was voiced by actor baron vaughn and in mutant mayhem he's voiced by nickelodeon actor mika abby then we finally have michelangelo he's the fun loving chill turtle of the turtles and also was the first one designed, which is kind of important because he's also the last surviving turtle in a couple stories, like in The Rise, like in the Rise movie, and semi-spoilers, The Last Ronin, which he eventually dies very sadly. He also was the only turtle to cross over with, Car- with Garfield, Alvin, and the Chipmunks. Donald's Nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Wayne the Pooh, and Tigger, the Smurfs, Alf, Slammer, Bugs, Blaine, Daffy Duck, and the Muppets, specifically Kermit, Miss Piggy, and Gonzo, in a drug PSA called "Carton All-Stars-To-The-Rescue. I'd recommend you watch that just to see Mikey's role in this. It's weird. He's also the chill and hip one, and also very positive. If you want to see an iconic scene from Rise, watch Dr. Felix. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Felix. I thought you were Dr. Delicate Touch. Dr. Delicate Touch feels nothing. <laughs> Noble VAs for Mikey included Townsend Coleman, who also did The Tick. Johnny Castro, who... Uh, Johnny Castro, who... Did some anime voice, I think, in 1990, Robbie Rist in Superman Legend, famous voice actor kappa Yamaguchi, also known as Bugs and a Rama for some people. The next mutation, Kirby Morrow, who did Cyclops in 2003, Wayne Grayson, also known as Joey Wheeler, and then. Bread for Cameron's Mirage Mickey. 2007, Mikey Kelly was a live action actor. For the IW Mikey, Robbie Damon, voice of. Gotta remember this. Voice of Akechi and Persona 5. In 2012, Beast Boy voice actor Greg Sipes. In 2014, Noel Fisher. And Rise, Brandon Michael Smith. And Mountain vs. T M T Kyle, actor Kyle Mooney. And. Immune Mayhem, actor from the Chi, Shimon Brown Jr. But now it's going to the other people who help the Turtles most of the time. So here are the Turtles' allies. First is Splinter, the Turtles' dad, is either... He's either mostly one of two things. A marsh master martial artist named Hamato Yoshi or just a rat that is either a pet rat of Hamato Yoshi or just a normal rat that got mutated. He's he's sort of like a funny old cranky dad type character, and also he kind of knows more than what the turtles know. Noble VAs for Splinter include Peter Renade, who voiced him in the entire series, Townsend Coleman again, Michelangelo actor, David Willis, voice of Espy the Chameleon, Kevin. In 1990, Kevin Clash, the voice of Elmo. James Murray. whom I've never heard of before. Sermon legend, Hideki Umuzu. Who voiced all of these characters I don't know. expectation, Steven Mendel. 2003, Darren Dunstan. In 2007, famous, late, great voice actor, Mako Iwamatsu. And IW, Nolan North again. In 2012, actor Hoon Lee in 2014, actor Tony Shaloub in Rise, Eric Bauza, mostly known for voicing Bugs Bunny and currently voicing Bugs Bunny and Daffy, Daffy Duck and Tweety, and also White Panthera in El Tigre, and Mutant Mayhem, jet, famous actor Jackie Chan, who was a live-action version of Rio Saib at a point. Next, we have April O'Neil, a biracial, often white woman, and the turtle's first friend. She's very much the Trolls' intel slash news reporter. She's a news reporter and also the Trolls' intel. And she's sort of the only one of the only humans who's very much kind to of the Trolls and is a good friend to them. Noble actors for her include Renee Jacobs, Rebecca Solar, and Nezuko voice actress Abby Trott for 1987 April. In 1990, Judith Horag and Paige Turco. Superman legend, Emi Shinohara, who voiced Sailor Jupiter. 2003, Veronica Taylor, the voice of Ash Ketchum for Pokemon. 2007, Sarah Michelle Gellar. With IDW, famous video game actress, Ashley Birch, who also was Molly and the Ghost and Molly McGee. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is her. In 2012, actress Mae Whitman. 2014, actress Megan Fox. In Rise, actress Kat Graham. And in Mutant Mayhem, actress Io Abadiri. Then we have Casey Jones, a hockey player turned mutant fire after watching a bunch of action movies. Or in Rise, he's there a female foot member named Cassandra, who's a different character and is voiced by different character or something i don't know also she's in law also he's in love with april most interpretations because casey's mostly male but we'll get to that voice actors for casey include pat fraley who roles we'll get to later akio tsuka voice of solid snake Eli 1990 elias Cotas. 2003 mark thompson 2007 Comic actor Chris Evans in 2012, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh, 2014 is Stephen Amell. And in Rise, actress Zelda Williams, daughter of Robin Williams and Sora voice actor Haley Joel Osment. But finally, we're going to do only one crossover character that is crossover with the Turtles the most and is very intrinsic to the Turtles history. Miyamoto Usagi, also known as Usagi Yojimbo. He's not from the original comics at all and is created by Stan Sakai, a friend of Laird, and has his own canon with kind of no reboots. His main appearances, which we'll discuss later, were in Mirage, the IDW series, the 1987 series, 2003, and 2012. Also, there's a sticker of him in the Mutant Mayhem experience, so he might be in a Mutant Mayhem sequel, I don't know but also he has his own Netflix series about his descent in the future. Main voice actors for Usagi include Town Z Coleman, again, Jason Griffith, again. But his main voice actor for both 2012, the Usagi Netflix series and Net- Charles Revenge, is Yuki Matsu- Matsusaki, who, he's been a lot of things, but he's been some direct-to-video movies and some other stuff. He's mostly known for being the uh, character of Usagi. And finally, in the Usagi Netflix series, Darren Barnett, who is a German, who is half Japanese. I don't know about him. Now we go to the biggest of the bad, the evilest of the evil, the Turtles' rivals. They're villains after this. First, we have a lot of mutants that I'll mention. So there's some minor ones that are mutant. to uh The Punk Frogs, uh, specifically one, Wingnut, this like techno Technobat, uh, Ray Filet, like a giant manta ray. There's like a lot of mutant characters that were created for the comics and toys. But the most important ones are Bebop and Roxy, who were created for the TV series. They're a duo of a mutant warhog and rhino. Their origins are a bit mixed to how they work, but here's what they were. But mostly Bebop is an African guy that's mutated into a warthog in both an IDW 2012 and 1987. And Rocksteady is a guy possibly of European descent who gets mutated in IDW in, in 2012 and Rise. But they do also appear in Out of the Shadows and one of them is played by a certain actor. And then Immune Mayhem, they're just a warthog and a rhino get mutated, but also they're friends with the Turtles, which is really awesome. I will be talking about why I love how the mutants are broskies with the Turtles later and when we get to Mutant Mayhem. Noble voice actors for them include Barry Gordon again, Greg Berg again, and Bradford Cameron again. Rocksteady, Cam Clark again, and Johnny Castro. In Superman legend, Kiyosuke Suki and Hiteyoshi Nishimura in IW, Tim Debato and Fred Tesh, or he's become a prominent voice actor for, for Rockstar, and he's also been in 2012, along with actor slash rapper J.B. Smoove in 2014, act- Boondocks actor, Gary Anthony Williams and wrestler Seamus. They were going to be in rise, but they didn't have time. And we're also going to be in secretly use and mutant mayhem, Seth Rogan, who's also a producer on the film and John Cena. He'll be discussed later when we get to rise. Next we have the second ranking member of the team, Baxter Stockman. He is an African-American scientist who has created such great inventions for TCRI and the Krang such as the Mausers. He's an ally to both the main antagonists of the show, Sharon, the Utrum trump slash Krang, and he's a bit of a evil Lex Luthor type. Sometimes a white guy in some media. I don't know why they have him like that. Also, he's a child in Rise, and sometimes he gets mutated into a giant flyman. Voice actors for Baxter include Pat Fraley, Scott Williams, who did Darkrai, Phil Lamar, also known as Samurai Jack, K. Todd Freeman, Medea actor Tyler Perry, Ramon Hamilton from Captain Iron Pants, Blue actor Keith Ferguson in Batman vs. CMT, and Giancarlo Esposito in Mune Mayhem. But the fly form is a separate character called Superfly, and he's voiced by rapper Ice Cube. Next is the krang slash They're aliens that live in the size of human-sized mechs or a giant mech for a singular one and are the true source of the ooze. They're very much a species, not one singular individual. Noble VAs for the Krang include Pat Fraley, again, who has done a lot of the Krang stuff. Townsend Coleman, again, Mikey, and Bradford Cameron, again. They were going to appear in Secret of the Ooze, uh, but they didn't. Superman legend, Hideki Umuzu, again, 2003, there were multiple different Krangs, so you add Scotty Ray, who is the main shredder for both versions and also the Krang Utram shredder, Dan Green. Wayne Grayson and Darren Dunstan. A lot of these were main turtle actors. For the IW Krang, they were voiced by Cowboy Bebop and Tom from Tsunami voice actor, Steve Blum. In 2012, they were voiced again by Nolan North. Controversial actress, Roseanne Barr. Rachel Butera. Voiced Natasha in some interpretations the late, great Gilbert Gottfried, Cassandra Peterson, and actress Kate Micucci. In 2014, there was a singular Krang again, he was voiced by Brad Garrett, actor Brad Garrett in Rise. There were two Krang, one voiced by Jim Perry and one voiced by DuckTales' Tokusan Gilade. but there was a third one, but didn't have an actor. In Mutant Mayhem, there is, again, one Krang slash Utram so far, and they're voiced by actress Maya Rudolph. Next, we have Karai. She's the Shredder's daughter, either adopted or biological. She might be an ancestor in Rise. Main actress for Karai include Karen Neal in 2003, Zihi Zhang in 2007, Kelly Hu in 2012, Amy Nishimura from League of Legends in a ZW version. Minai Noji and Brittany Ishibashi for 2014. And Gwendolyn Yo for Rise. And then finally, and he was teasing me and Ma'am as well. I might have to rewrite that. End of Mutant may- Mayhem. There is the Shredder, also known as a Rokusaki, the Turtles' archenemy. He's very imposing, very big, very evil, and is the one that loves killing the Turtles. He was Neutron in 2003 in a Saiyan suit of armor and Rise. Nobody is for the Shredder include include James Avery, Jim Cummings, Townsend Coleman and Pat Pat Fraley again, Bill Martin, and Lode Williams. In 1990, there was movie, there was David McCharn. In Next Mutation, he was voiced by Doug Parker. Sermon Legend, this was the first time he got an actual agent in one. Kikoyuki Yanada. In 2003, Scotty Ray, the Trump Trumpshire, and Mark Thompson, again for the Mirage Shredder, is voiced by David Willis again. He was mentioned in 2007, but he wasn't there for big stuff. And Noel North again in IDW Char. In 2012, Kamek from Super Mario Motors Movie actor, Kevin Michael Richardson, but he's also been the 1987 Char in some crossovers. For 2014, Toru Morase and Brian T. And Rise, Hoon Lee, previously a Splinter voice actor, and in Batman vs. TMNT. Andrew Kishino. Now let's get into some characters that might be forgotten, but they are connected to specifically what I'm discussing, which is Rise and some of the other turtles stuff. Nah. Just go into a bunch, and I mean a bunch of exclusive characters, different timelines, and these are some minor ones. First, we have Jenica. Jenica is a turtle, is a human that gets turned to a turtle, so it's like a shield scenario and her color is Shielk scenario. And her color is yellow. She was going to be in Rise. Uh, she was speculated to be that turtle that works on her big mama. She doesn't have a voice actress yet, but she might appear in like New and Mayhem 2 or something, but I don't know. Secondly was Venus de Milo, was either a punk frog or the turtles' long lost sister. Also, she's blue for some reason, was also gonna be in Rise. Second verse, same as the first. Her actress in Next Mutation was Lana Lynchberg. Then there's Baron Draxum, the main antagonist of Rise. He was a Shredder replacement in Rise until the actual Shredder appeared. And his actors in those versions were John Cena and Season 1, who was also in the other one, and Roger Craig Smith the voice of Sonic in season two, and then finally the foot lieutenant Footprint, the Bebop and Roxanne replacements in Rise. Their actors again were Rob Paulson, who was also a voice director in Rise and Maurice LaMarche, also known as the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Now it's time for specific versions that I chose. The first of these is Rise of the TMNT, sort of, I'm just going to go through a quick summary of the plot and then talk about my favorite episodes for this. First off, the plot. Season one is they fought, the trolls have to fight Baron Draxham and his army of mutant goons, but also the Foot Clan is resurrecting Shredder for some reason. In season two, the Shredder is resurrected and the trolls have to stop him. Some of my favorite episodes include episode one Mystic Mayhem, a really good opening and a really good beginning to the show. Episode two B Down with the Sickness. An episode where splinter gets sick chaos ensues episode 10a stuck on you an episode where the turtles and their villains get stuck to each other and a giant ball of donnie's foam agent bonding spray in episode 12 episode episode 12b hot soup the game where the turtles send the Foot Clan, where the Turtles send Michelangelo and the Foot Clan sends Cassandra to get a video game that starts Splinter. In season 13A, Late Fee, an episode where the Turtles try to return a DVD that Splinter starts Splinter to a DVD kiosk, again, chaos ensues. Episode 15, Shadow of Evil of season one, where the Turtles infiltrate the Foot where Splinter infiltrates, where everyone's going infiltrates the flood and the turtles chase Draxum season one episode 16 B pizza pit, which has Elizabeth Daly from Rugrats as a guest star where, where the turtles are celebrating pizza week, but they have to deal with a mutated girl band season one, episode 18 B sparring partner where the turtles have to make their own sparring partner out of where Raphael makes his own sparring partner out of foot clan paper. Season one, episode 19 B, how to make enemies and people bend to your will. The funny adventure of Draxum and Cassandra doing wacky sh- shenanigans. Season two, episode one, a flushed, but never forgotten. The turtles accidentally mutate one pet fish. Also, my favorite quotable lines, like you told me the thing you're talking about, the thing you weren't talking about. And then also. Don't you race out to the rat. I, ah, uh, snitches get stitches. Also, my other favorite global light is, I'm Dr. Feelings. This is my seminar. Hug it out. Dr. Feelings? I thought you were Dr. Delicate Touch. Dr. Delicate Fe- Touch feels nothing. <laughs> Season one, episode one B, the later games. This is like the Salisbury witch trials. The Salisbury Witch Trials. (laughs) I just got second. I just got (laughs) second. Yeah, it's the turtles having a competition and is also very quotable. Season two, episode two, a Raph. Man versus sewer with the iconic line: "Raph alone." Raph gets separated from the others in the sewers. Season two, episode three, an entire double episode about Splinter's backstory with Big Mama. That is two different episodes that are kind of connected to his backstory with that character. Season two, episode four B, Snow Day, which I forgot to mention, even though I wrote this with this, with this, the creator of El Tigre, Jorge Gutierrez, is in this show and he voices a wrestler that turns into a polar bear. He's one of, one of two cartoon creators that is the voice in this show, but now, you know, Season 2, episode 9A, Todd Scouts. Also forgot to mention that Thur Van Orman, the creator of Flapjack, voices a cabbie bear named Todd that owns a dog reserve in the woods. He's a really good character. Season 2, episode 10B, Draxum is back and he's voiced by Sonic. Season 2, episode 14A, Donnie vs. Witchtown. Which is part of an arc that includes Donnie vs. Witchtown, Rafts right along uh, the clothes don't make the turtle and bad hair day. The first one is Donnie versus witch town and Sonic versus magic. And that's it. And in rafts right along, he meets three suspicious looking individuals that also are voiced, that are voiced by Seth green, Rob Paulson. And, and Greg Sipes also Greg Sipes voices voices, a. Donnie's hovercraft AI friend known as Sheldon. And they're dressed in the Turtles costumes from late fee. In season two, episode 16, there's fists of fury where splinter has his sons liberate all of his dojos. And then the finale, season two, episode 17 to 19 Battle Nexus, New York Slash finale. Before I mention the movie, I want to mention a quick thing about our next episode. I'm not going to mention the title of what this series is, but this seriously feels like a... The season I'm watching of this show that I'm going to discuss in this feels like a season of TMNT. We have our... Like Rise, we have our leader who is blue in this one. It was like headstrong, very mentally prepared. Then we have our second like technically also a leader character who's very much bland and like other Leonardos and not very good. Then we have a character who's very autistic, again, but he likes flying machines instead of technology. And we have a character who's very much like Michelangelo, chillax, cool, kind, hip with the kids, and a baby. We'll get to the baby later. The baby is going to transform, but we'll get to that. But now we get to... The movie in the movie we are introduced to Cassandra son, which is this universe's Casey Jones who has to, who has to literally pull a trunks and get the trolls to save his future from the eutron who are called crying in this movie. I really don't like that. Now for next specific iteration, we're going to talk about TMNT and IW crossover comics. I was going to put the last Ron as its own thing, but I don't think I want to talk about sad stuff. So let's just get into the IDW crossover comics. Now, these are all out of order, so let's just go through all of these with their own unique things. So, first is Power Rangers, which is two sor- semi stories. First is a story of Tommy Oliver joins the foot. And the second one is the turtles get Rangers outfits and the Rangers get mutated. Secondly, there's Batman, which is four stories. The first is the turtles go to Batman's world. The second is. The DC Animated Universe and TMNT 2012 collide. The third is Batman goes to the Trolls World. And the fourth, Batman Fuses DC and the Trolls Worlds. Then, next, there is a current one currently running called TMNT vs. Street Fighter, which features M. Bison wanting to use the Trolls for an evil scheme. And he chooses Raft specifically. Okay. Secondly, there's Ghostbusters, which has two stories, including one with Casey Jones gang possessed and another with... The Turtles being abducted by the Ghostbusters' greatest villains. Then there's the Stranger Things one, where Baxter Suckman tries to use the power of the upside down for his own ends, and the Turtles in this are styled after the Mirage comics. And finally, Usagi Ojimbo, which is six short stories, which is five short stories and then one little arc. These include Leo meeting Usagi and fighting him, Leo and Usagi meeting again, and they chat. Leon and Usagi team up to fight some enemies. Usagi summons all four trolls and they meet each other. Usagi meets the IW TMNT and Usagi meets the IW TMNT again. But it's a mini-series. Next, we will discuss the current video game of the series. Now we have TMNT Shredder's Revenge! This game is a really fun beat-em-up. It's a two-button... Four button beat him up and it's really got some action the playable characters in this are all four turtles mikey rio M- no leo raf donnie and mikey along with april O'Neil, splinter casey jones which you have to unlock and Usagi was Jima, which will be dlc in dimensional shell shock there might be another character after that but i don't know hopefully garfield please and side one being up action so if you want a plot of the game here is a quick summary the game, the game, the game opens with the turtles, with Krang being in pieces, and the turtles have to fight sure and the other mutants who are trying to reassemble them. First level is Jaw Breaking News where you fight Bebop, then Big Apple 3pm where you fight Rocksteady. Mutants Over Broadway where you fight Bebop and Rocksteady driving a car. Rumble in the Zoo, where you fight Ground, Shuck, and Dirtbag. Then King of the Spill, where you fight the Rat King. Maul Met- Meltdown, where you fight Tempestra, Toka, and Razor. Roof Running Reptiles, where you fight Bebop and Roxay again. Panic in the Sky, where you fight Wingnut. Christ at Coney Island, where you fight Leatherhead. A Few Screws Lose, where you fight Metalhead. Dinosaur Stampede, where you fight Captain Zorak. It Won't Fly, where you fight Baxter Stockman. Technodrome Redux, where you fight General Tragon Chrome Dome. Which Chrome Dome is a hard one because you have to like yeet the enemies to it in, into him. And in level in level 14, the Lost Arch Enemies, where you fight Slash. In level 15, Outworld Strange where you fight Krang and Shredder. And finally, Wrath of the Lady, where Krang, battles the Statue of Liberty, and Super Shredder. There's also like hidden secrets and cards you can get, like the Punk Frogs and other TMNT cast cards, like the Neutrinos and the Channel 6 news team. It's fine. But then we have the music. The soundtrack is done by T Lopes with some guests, including Silver Broadway with Anton singer Anton Carrozza, Carraza, Panic in the Sky featuring Game Mel's Johnny Atma. We didn't come to lose, featuring Raekwon and Ghost Killa from Ghostface Killa from the Wu Tang clan and Pizza Party featuring rapper Megaron. The music is pretty great. I really like all of it. And it's like really fun and vibey. Like, like the Don, I, I keep thinking of the other in the. I can't remember what it was it. But then there's uh, We Ain't Came to Lose, which is a really good rap and like Mutant over Broadway is good. Like the vocal songs, I think are the best part of that game. But now we go to the big section of this TMNT Mutant Mayhem, which it's going to be crazy when we discuss this. Now, this is just a straight full on review of Mutant Mayhem. Me summarizing the plots and other stuff. So Mutant Mayhem, man. Oh my gosh. So I got to see this early. Um, you will see that the podcast episode image is going to be me using an actual poster. I got from this. So how they showed this was, they gave out a poster and a comic book. I will be taking image of the poster that I got for the movie is like the big image for this, but the movie, man. So the movie opened with a teaser for the Paw Patrol movie. Uh, but then after that had an entire 10 minute section of just talking about the TMNT and giving questions, which they all were. B, B for. B B. Um, but then the movie started. So we start with, uh, Seth Rogan who comes in and says, Hey guys, you'll like my turtles movie. It's really fun, funny, and I'll show you it now. Uh, and it sounds like he just gives like a buildup to it. So we open on the movie. We open on. Uh, the Paramount logo, like glitching into this, like semi doing a Spider-Verse thing, but also, but turning into the style of the movie and then the Nickelodeon logo oozing in and then the movie starts. We open on the, the Crank slash group, TCRI and semi spoilers for later team and T stuff. If you haven't watched it before, led by Cynthia Uttram who are hunting down the scientist Baxter Stockman where he's creating illegal experiments down in his lab. As TCRI goes to find him, Stockman is finishing work on his latest creation. A giant maggoted fly without a name. Inadvertently, Stockman also has mutated a couple other baby creatures that he has in a fetal stage. Including a warthog a manta ray, a gecko, a cockroach, a bat, a frog, a rhinoceros, and a rhinoceros. Stockman plans to use these to have children and his own little family. But eventually, TCRI busts in, and the fly eventually escapes with all of the animals that Stockman was about to mutate. 15 years pass, and we get the logo of... ...Spirus, which I really think they really should have uh, went... ...going like they should have went... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Heroes in a half shell! Turtle Power. The movie opens on the turtles basically on the same clip that was shown on YouTube. The turtles begin their adventure by begin by trying to get groceries, which cues them having the funniest thing ever of like their grocery run. Some stuff including Raphael rappelling down on a grapple to get some to get some food. Donnie Using his bow staff to balance some oranges and toilet paper into a bag. Mikey slapping on a piece of his handmade art onto a security camera. And Raf sadly having to take everything up. Leo cutting into a truck just to get his favorite Doritos, cool ranch Doritos. And the gang going out on their grand adventure to get food. And as the gang leaves to get on their grand adventure, to get food, they realize something they want to watch a, they want to go out and see more human world. Leo is like, no, no, please, please don't do it. Even though we also went to the Knicks and did some other stuff. So they go see Ferris Bueller's day off and the only live action movie seen in the movie. And they're like, wow, we love this. (laughs) And they're like, we want high school and everyone and the turtles have their own desires. Mikey. And he just wants to be comedy. Donnie. I don't know. Raph, I want to go to high school. Leo. He wants to score. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that, but yeah. Leo wants to score. Poor, poor Leo. He'll never score. <laughs> so the Turtles then go back to their dad's Splinter, which I forgot the actors, uh... I forgot about uh, Cindy Utron being voiced by uh, Maya, Ru- Maya Rudolph. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito voicing Baxter Stockman, and Turtles being voiced by. Oh, I said the actor's name, so that's fine. Um, then Turtles go back to Splinter, which they then he wake him up. was like, we get the scene of Splinter being a bit angry and Leo just losing and going, "Oh, we went out," and he's like, "Don't go out again, or I'll do something stupid to you." I have to explain the backstory to our audience of how we're normal. And then we get the backstory. The backstory opens on the turtles. Going out on Splinter, meaning the turtles when he was a younger rat, and then them going out and being hate on by humans. But the turtles Says, you better stay at home. The Turtles sadly walk away. And the Turtles think, hmm, you know what? We should go out again after they are ungrounded. Also, they have a chat about their high school stuff. They then go out and we get the the scene from the trailer of the Turtles messing around with watermelons and cutting stuff up. And Raphael decides to throw an Indistar and he's like, Finally, I'll be cool. And then he throws and accidentally hits someone on the head. That someone is April O'Neil, who's someone who's questioning, "Who the heck's on the roof? Why are they just acting like that?" What? And the turtles are talking amongst themselves, but they never normally see April's scooter being stolen. So the turtles bust in and then land, bust into the bad guys' thing, and they're confused for a little Shrek's by the evil by the giant strong man, and eventually. With the powers of their weapons and the ninja rap from TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze, they get April Scooter back. They get April Scooter safe. April eventually winds up finding the storage shed and finds all of the bad guys inadvertently misconstrued and destroyed everywhere and is like, what the heck's going on? And everyone, the turtles who are hiding and are muttering to themselves, and it was like, I see you, you're, you're sus, just, just get out. So then they all get out and they're like... Hi, and April is initially shocked and scared by them, but she eventually warms up to them because they saved her bike. The Turtles and April eventually chat with each other and start to realize they kind of have some things in common and Leo and April specifically. And everyone's like, but everyone is told to go home and And April gives them, gives her their contact. the Turtles are like, we'll meet you later. And she's like, okay. The Turtles then begin on an adventure. Turtles then begin to hunt down the mutant superfly, which is the fly from earlier. As they're beginning this hunt, along with going to April's school, which yes, the places they go to are Laird and Eastman themed ha ha punny joke. And eventually they find out through the help of randomly the Rat King for some reason, that they have to find Superfly. And the only way to find Superfly is they have to bring the device to him. So the Turtles steal the bad guy's truck, which a TCRI truck, which. Can, has a tracking device and the Turtles eventually. Drive up and meet Superfly's gang, which includes Bebop and Rocksteady. Who already discussed their voices earlier. Leatherhead, voiced by Australian actress Rose Byrne. Hannibal Burris, no Genghis Frog, voiced by Hannibal Burris, who doesn't have four other frogs, three other frogs with them for some reason. Okay. Natasha Dmitriou from Dmitriou from what we do in the shows is Wingnut. Post Malone is Ray, no Wingnut, voiced by Natasha Dmitriou. Ray Fillet, voiced by Post Malone. Scumbug, who does not have a voice and the greatest character out of all of them. Mondo Gecko, voiced by Paul Rudd. <laughs> you'll love, you'll love, you'll love it. You'll love him. He's the best character in the entire movie, along with the turtles. The turtles and them try to akin a friendship to Superfly just so they could and his gang just gets up, but eventually realize they can't trust each other because Superfly just wants to, to turn everyone to a mutant including and make the humans pets. So the trolls eventually escape, stealing the device. But eventually, they wind up getting caught by T.C.R.I. and kidnapped. While Superfly begins to finish his device, as the trolls are kept by, kidnapped by T.C.R.I. and the Utrom lady is going to milk them, and the the lady with the brain chest is going to milk them. The trolls are like, "We need help." So April decides to go find a Splinter, and she's like, "You got to help me. The trolls are going to die because of." Because of an alien, because because they're going to be milked for their mutagen. So I was like, oh no! So then they both bust into TCRI, save the save the turtles, and Splinter saves the day by just basically going through by saving this by, oh, I don't know, uh, Splinter goes through saving this by, I don't know, just <laughs> Jackie Channing his way through this because, yes, he's voiced by Jackie Chan, haha lol eventually the Turtles escape TCRI with Splinter on tow. The Turtles and April eventually split up before realizing, yeah, they need each other after the Turtles and the mutants eventually stop Superfly and dunk and think they've dunked him into the water and destroy the machine just to be safe. But then Mondo Gecko's like, uh, I don't think we're safe. I think he's infused with a bunch of other monsters in the bottom of the thing. And Bam! Superfly busts out. He's angry and he's going to go kill New York. So the Turtles Turtles need a way to stop it. So they get, with the help of April, a mutagen antidote, seemingly through one of the TCRI's guns, and decide to use it to basically destroy and unmutate Superfly. As the gang go through New York, they are almost defeated by Superfly, and yes, I love the scene of... Also, there's a funny scene of, like, Mikey waking up, and he's just seeing chaos around him. And he's like, Mondo, no! And then was like, no, my back! I'll help you later! And everyone's like, oh, no. So the Turtles gotta defeat Superfly. How do they do it? Well, with the help of... Well, with the help of the anime Attack on Titan, of course. So the Turtles have to use the power of attack on titan to stop Superfly. And Eventually find out that he's got a weakness in his blowhole. So they have to insert the mutagen and into the blowhole. Eventually they do with the help of New York's people and the other mutants and eventually insert it into the blowhole and save the day. But all's not safe for the turtles as even if they even if they and the mutants are safe together with Splinter and going to high school the utrom lady's still watching them. Inadvertently goes on a grand new master plan as she calls in. As in the final line of the movie, she calls in the Shredder! Dun dun dun! And that's the first movie. I really like this movie. Hopefully, the sequel will be as great as this movie, if not better, and the series as well. Which the series is gonna be animated by Mammo here is a pure heart studio titmouse. Wow, we went from flying bark productions to titmouse. We're getting banger studio of your banger studio working on the turtles, man. And this kind of it with this section, but I have a secret finale short little section to talk about the teenage mutant turtles anime and manga and a tease for the next Swing Talks episode in Schlocktober. But now we go to our final thing, and a sort of little tease, where I will now discuss shortly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Superman Legend. (laughs) So this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles manga and OVA series that released in 1996 and was Japan's way of saying, nah man, the TMNT aren't dead yet. The manga includes three volumes with big story arcs. The first is the Turtles meet a magic fairy on Neutrino and become tokusatsu heroes. Simple enough. Volume two is the Turtles get, this one gets a vampire bug in his body and the Turtles have to cure him. And the final one, the Turtles get a mech and fight Dark Devil Shredder. Yeah, it's a weird story. And then there's the anime. It's just an adaptation of third volume, nothing special here. And that's kind of it with TMNT, Um, sort of a bit of a longer episode that I decided to do just to have fun. But hey, I wrote this myself and it was a really fun episode. But what are we doing after TMNT? Well, we're doing a schlocktober double feature. They're not going to be both in one episode. They're going to be separate episodes because I'm going to have to do some more research on the other one. And one is a spooky Halloween trick featuring a series that is celebrating its creators hundredth birthday this year with a big new movie and a sweet beautiful treat a series that is sort of inspired by sailor moon and toku made by the same company that produced sailor moon and toku's biggest heroes connor and sentai and who's having its 20th anniversary technically next year but also this year and has a really good 20th anniversary season. These will likely, one will likely release in October because there's another like fraction of this thing that I need to discuss, which is a semi spinoff series about about the characters from previous seasons as adults. And the other will likely be October, October to November, but mainly November because, but mainly it might be finished November because there's a movie based off of it coming in November. And that's kind of it with this TMNT episode. And now August and September. who boy, let the fun begin.